0: You're listening to Detroit today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. There's increased pressure on both sides of the aisle in Congress for President Trump and Attorney General Jeff Sessions to end the practice of separating immigrant children from their parents as they cross the border. Reports of thousands of young children held in virtual internment camps have been sobering over the past few weeks. Could this really be happening in America? Is this who we are? And yet President Trump says all Congress has to do to stop the forced separations is give him what he wants. Funding for a border wall, ending so-called chain migration, and Ending the many work visas that he disagrees with. Where do immigration reform discussions stand? And is this specific practice one that will be a winnable strategy for a president whose politicking is transactional and non-sentimental? Joining us to talk more about this immigration policy is Ted Hessen. He is an immigration reporter for Politico magazine. Ted, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Sure, uh, and as always, uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us what you think of these images. What's your emotional reaction to the images that we are seeing of small children being separated from their parents from their parents as they cross the border? What is your reaction to images of kids in what look like they are cages being held in these immigration centers? Is this something that you think reflects who we are? As Americans, is this, as Attorney General Jeff Sessions says, just the way we need to enforce the law? He even invoked the Bible and God in saying that that was one of the things that we needed to do and in enforcing the law. Uh, Also, tell us what you think we ought to do instead. What should happen when a family arrives at the border and uh, is uh, detained for some reason? Uh, Should we keep them all together and how would we do that? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We will work you into the conversation. Also, give us a, a sense of whether you think this is about Donald Trump and his administration or is this something that we've been doing for a bit. Uh, Ted, I want you to start by catching us up on where we are with this, the latest in Washington. Is there a path to ending this practice?
1: I think that's a good question and a a pressing question right now for Republicans. Um, The House plans to vote on a pair of measures this week, or at least that was the plan last week, that would deal with immigration broadly and also involve some provisions for family separations now I should say this is not the answer that most immigrant rights backers and certainly uh, Democrats would not support I mean what House Republicans are looking to do is to keep families together but in detention on their way to possible deportation um, there would not you know it would basically these bills being put forward would allow them to detain families um, as a family unit, and also uh, rapidly remove unaccompanied minors from Central America and other countries.
0: So so talk about the political landscape here. How, uh, how thorny is this for Republican uh, lawmakers who have, up until this point, even when they uh, have voiced concern about the things that Donald Trump has done uh, or said, they haven't really pressed him too much to change what he's doing. Is this, uh, is this uh, a quantum leap in, in another direction where they feel even more pressure to do something about what, what the policy uh, is, is, is affecting?
1: I do think it's a thorny issue, family separations in particular. I mean, many Republicans are willing to support President Trump's immigration agenda, but I think they're not so comfortable with the idea of um, young children, um, you know, very young children being split from their parents at the border. And I think the message they've come out with is that Democrats are to blame because they're not willing to pass a law that would revamp the immigration system and possibly lock down the border and uh, prevent something like this. Um, But I think it remains to be seen whether they can keep carrying that message and keep trying to voice the blame on Democrats, when this is a Trump administration policy. Uh, the president went forward with this um, about a, two months ago. And since then, we've seen in a six-week period 2,000 kids roughly separated from adults at the border.
0: And and uh, talk also about the uh, the specifics here. Who are the people who are facing this policy when they get to the border? It is not everybody. There There is some sort of trigger involved here is that
1: right that's right i mean you're talking about people that were caught crossing the border between ports of entry And the administration has decided to prosecute any people in that circumstance and and refer them for prosecution. Um, So whereas in the past this was really an act of discretion, and for the most part families were allowed into the United States with a notice to appear in court and to handle their case then. In this case, that's not happening anymore. They're referring as many cases as they can um, for prosecution under an illegal entry statute. And as a result, you have families, uh, mostly from Central America, who are now seeing uh, being split apart from their kids. And and in many cases, they're saying they don't even know uh, where their kids are or where their kids are going.
0: This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson and my guest is Ted Hessen. He's an immigration reporter for Politico. We are talking about the policy of separating some families when they get to the U.S. border. Think of the pictures that we have seen over the last weeks of kids being ripped away from their parents, small children, infants, infants in some Uh, instances being taken from their children. Think of the other photos that we've seen of these kids in detentions, in some cases, in what look like cages. Is this America? Is this what we are as Americas? Are we entering an era of internment camps again here in America? Are you worried about what this says about who we are? Or is this the right way to put intense pressure on immigrants to stop crossing the border or doesn't it matter? Is this just another policy that we can shrug off as something that will work itself out? How critical is it that this policy be addressed and maybe changed? As always, the number on the phones is 313 577 1019 That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Tell us what you think about the president and his policy with regard to these immigrants? Is this part and parcel of his new tough approach to immigration, or is this a bridge too far? Is this crossing a moral line that we ought never uh, even consider crossing in this country? Uh, Ted, I want to ask you about the dissension in the White House about this. There's been much made of it. What is, what is the, the read on where this policy comes from and what the president himself? might think of it?
1: I think there are, are, first of all, I I think the genesis of the policy is with um, White House senior policy advisor Stephen Miller, Um, but he has supporters throughout the administration and throughout um, the Homeland Security Department and the Justice Department. Um, Attorney General Jeff Sessions is one of them. He's been the person out in front uh, pushing for the policy, making the case for it. Um, We've seen less until recently of Homeland Security Secretary kirsten nielsen um, now as of the last couple of days she has been defending it more she has been out in the public eye uh, but you know I, I think at you know stephen miller is definitely a central voice in this and so is attorney general sessions Yeah.
0: Uh, as always num- again the number is 313-577-1019 on the phones let's go to bill in dearborn bill welcome to detroit today thank you uh-huh.
2: just a quick comment uh-huh go ahead um, You're just talking about, you're just saying immigrants. I just wonder if you could clarify, are you
1: talking about legal immigrants, illegal immigrants, or both?
0: Uh, th- that's a great question. It, that's a great question. Doesn't matter.
1: Bill. Is there a difference in, in treatment?
0: Uh, that's a really good. That's a really good question, uh, Bill I'll, Ted Hessen. I'll let you uh, expand a little more on who these immigrants are who are being subjected to this. This uh, that is a
1: good question. I mean, these are generally people cro- caught crossing the border uh, between ports of entry um, and being and what prosecuted. Is, what, for, what does that
0: mean yeah. between ports of entry?
1: So, you know, when you would normally cross, um, say, in California, um, you would, you know, go to a, a port um, on, on land by foot um, or drive through in your car um, through a border checkpoint. Um, these are people that aren't doing that. They're essentially crossing the border without detection, or at least they're, they're charged with that. Um, you know, there is a question of whether if someone's seeking asylum if they're actually breaking the law or not. If they do get, you know, if they are apprehended uh, crossing in the middle of the border and then they say that they're actually here to seek asylum, I think there is a legal argument that says they may not be um, breaking the law. But right now they're being charged with a crime, a misdemeanor, uh, what they call illegal entry crime, uh, punishable by no more than six months in jail. Um, and, you know, I mean, I guess if you were to say many of these people are coming without authorization, that's mm-hmm. right, or without uh, entry documents.
0: And and when they leave, let's say they go back to the country of origin or uh, they're uh, set free here, how are they reunited with their families?
1: I think that's an open question. And I think, you know, some lawyers for migrants who are here uh, still don't know if they have an answer to that. I, I think they are... DHS is saying that they have a hotline available, um, or HHS, the Health and Human Services Department, says they have a hotline available to reunite families. Um, I think there is some doubt whether it will be done in 100% capacity. Um, I think there's, you know, worry across the board, and, and perhaps we'll just have to keep watching anecdotally and hear the reports of whether people are able to re- reunite with their children. Yeah.
0: Okay, Ted Hessen, immigration reporter for Political, I know you are anticipating uh, Supreme Court uh, opinions that will be handed down at 10 o'clock, so we're going to let you go and deal with that. But we really appreciate you joining us here on Detroit Today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, And we're going to continue the conversation here with you, the listeners. 313-577-1019 is always the number on the phones. Let's go to Lena in Detroit. Lena, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Yep. Uh, good morning. And, um, I think uh, this is unacceptable in the United States, uh, the land of opportunity, the land of dreamers, the land of immigrants all over the, the world. It should not be happening. This is nonsense to us. I mean, what's going on is definitely uh, a, a disgusting for everyone. Yeah. Okay. And I came across really a very sad case recently for a young lady just being deported uh, from Detroit uh, uh, airport. She's originally from Jordan. She's an 18 years old. She came uh, to help her sister, who uh, had a very sad occasion in, in, uh, in her life. Uh, her, her husband died, uh, uh, and she's so young. She's 24 years old. She has a kid, and sister came to the United States just to help her, her sister during this very sad uh, uh, time and uh, at her life, mm-hmm. and so uh, the officers they decided uh, to to investigate why she's coming and why she's applying for six months. The the young lady responded to them, and she does not speak English very well, and uh, she and definitely she she was in need to someone to help her translate uh, uh, what the officer asking her, yeah. and uh, they called her sister. she's a U- U.S. citizen. And they asked her, do you work? And she said, yes, I work. And uh, I'm going to support my sister. Uh, They asked her if she's going to work here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, She responded, no, definitely no. They decided to take uh, the place, where she works at, and they contact the police. And uh, for some reason, her manager thought that she's she's helping her. Uh, when the officer asked uh-huh. uh, her uh, uh, boss, "Is the, the young lady coming to work uh, at your office during the summer?" She thought that she's helping, and she told him, "Yes." Yeah. And we, she might be. She didn't know how to answer. And uh, definitely, the officer canceled the visa. But the way they treated the young lady, she yeah. was really shocking right now. No,
0: I'm sure, Lena. Lena, I really appreciate uh, the call and the story. And, and I think that's something that's happening a lot. Is is we're seeing increasingly up close how uh, immigration policy in this in this country just doesn't treat people uh, the way we think uh, America ought to be. Um, ought to be treating uh, not just citizens, but anyone, anyone that we come across. Lena, again, thanks for the call and the comments. Let's go to Terry in Detroit. Terry, welcome to Detroit today.
3: Hi, good morning, Stephen. Hey, Terry. Stephen, I just wanted to comment on Bill's call before where you said, are these people legal or illegal? That That's a title, that's a distinction that we make um, when they come here. It's one we give them Um and and I would submit that it's a it's a, a, a distinction with no difference. They're people, mm-hmm. and they need to be treated humanely, and they needed to be treated as people. And you know, for the party of of pro life to think that it's okay to split little children away from their mothers and fathers is hypocrisy at its highest.
0: Yeah, you know, Terry, I wonder what you made of the invocation of religion by uh, General Sessions uh, last week, uh, by uh, Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders saying, uh, you know, it's biblical to enforce the law. The law does say this. Uh, You know, that's a very interesting uh, context to try to put this in to try to cover what on its face is immoral behavior.
3: Well, in the Christian faith, Stephen, you and I know that the higher law is the true law, you know, of God. And um, I think Michael Eric Dyson said it really well. Um, you know, we're not asked to uh, enforce uh, things that are immoral. Um, and um, this this clearly was it was just inappropriate to bring the Bible into this. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Terry, thanks just, uh, you know. as always. Thanks for uh, the call. In the comments, let's go to Brian in Southwest Detroit. Brian, welcome to Detroit today.
2: Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, just to uh, answer your question, Stephen, is this America? Um, for me, unequivocally, yes, is the answer to that question. It is not just this is America now. Mm-hmm. This is always who America has been uh, between internment camps in World War II, uh, between re-education of Native Americans uh, in, the, in the West mm-hmm. and— Uh, The separation of families and the prohibition of marriage uh, among slaves, uh, among the first slaves in in the early days. And not to um, conflate this question with something else, but um, I just see that if Patrick Kolbeck gets his way in the changing of the social studies standards, this is who America will always be. Wow. Wow. um, Unless we unless we educate our students uh, on the history and um, why this is
0: wrong. Right. Brian, uh, great points. No question. Uh, This is a country that has. Struggled and failed uh, throughout its history to live up to the words that help frame uh, this nation, both in uh, the Bill of Rights, in the Constitution, in the Declaration of Independence. And that's uh, super important to remember here, too. We are not uh, viewing something that doesn't have a context, that doesn't have History. I guess the question is, when are we going to be willing to stand up and say, this is not okay, and uh, we have to honor those things uh, that we say make a difference and are important in this country? Brian, thanks very much for the call and the comments. That's going to do it for me today. Remember, join me at 6.30 p.m. tonight at Source Booksellers in Midtown to help kick off our first ever Detroit Today Book Club with the reading of Matthew Devensman's book, Evicted, and our discussion about housing insecurity throughout the summer. See you at 6.30 tonight, and I will be back tomorrow morning uh, for more of the show. I hope you will be here, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We will see you tomorrow.